today we have a special treat for you today. A special treat. One of my favorite ladies are going to come and, and, and break the bread before us today. So I, I want you to, you know, get your napkins out on your leg, on your, because she's, she's that type of classy person. So you put, make sure you put your, your napkins across your lap and be, and be ready to eat because it's going to be good stuff. It's going to be, it's going to be what, is it four course or three course? Four course. Six course. Yeah, eat and then eat some more. And then when you go home, you can you take, make, make sure you, you have a, a take-home bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me, uh, it's, it's my joy to present to you today our speaker for the day, Mrs. Jenny Kerner. Good morning. Okay. Um, so, I'm very excited to share with you today. Um, I am coming uh, in the spirit of our house um, to release um, what is within me. So, before we get started, I'd ask everybody stand because uh, we are going to set the table with honor. Um, that is very important whenever you do anything, whenever you are invited anywhere, uh, wherever you go, always go with honor, bring your honor, take your honor and trade that into that place and into those people. Um, but today I honor Steve and Kim Parker, um, the visionary Steve and his family are out having a great time and we bless them in that. But, uh, we bring our honor to them today. If it were not for them, this house would not be here. If it were not for them, we would not be standing here together. Um, so we release our voice over them and declare blessing and fruitfulness and fun and joy um, and faith and abundance in all areas. We bring that honor and our thankfulness and our gratitude um, for where we have come from and what we have come into. Um, we honor the visionary of our house. And I, uh, I just want to start out by greeting the angels of this house. I want to invite the ministering angels today. I want to invite the host of heavens. I want to invite our angels. I want to invite your angels. I want to invite the ones in the heavens that are looking upon this day today to witness what is taking place today, to witness these people, to witness these people coming into agreement with the word of Yeshua, the Christ within the courtroom. And we are fulfilling what needs to be done in this land, in this day, and in this time. That is what we are doing. So I call upon you, heavenly host, to witness today. I call upon the host within the earth today to witness what we are doing. So I honor, I honor, I bring my honor, I bring my honor for the opportunity, I bring my thankfulness and my gratitude. Thank you for joining with, with, with me. You can sit back down. I honor you guys. I bless you too. So in the last few weeks, um, Steve has been bringing a word to us um, called the way of the kingdom. And um, I'm going to take you somewhere today, but I want to do a little, uh, uh, you know, kind of a refresher. Just refresh. Refresh and remember. It's really important to remember. It's, it's a detriment to us and our purpose and what we're called to do if we just move along week to week or day to day and we forgot what was spoken to us the day before or the week before. If that word is not alive and living within you and ever growing and ever increasing, that is a detriment to you and that is a detriment to everyone that you are going to come into contact with that you need to be releasing that too. So it is important to keep that alive and well within you. Um, so we've been talking about the way of the kingdom. It is a raw gospel, a raw gospel. Um, Steve released to us several weeks ago, a raw gospel is unfiltered. It's not being filtered through religion. It's not being filtered through what you were taught before. It's not being filtered through ideas and concepts um, that you have within your own mind. It is raw and it is coming straight from the father. I want you to see yourself as a conduit, as that pipeline coming straight from the father into the earth. And it's not being filtered through every anything. It is his word coming to you and being released out effectively. 
The way of the kingdom is to, and I'm going to read a few things because I want to make sure I get it just right. But the way of the kingdom, one, is to demonstrate all that the Father is, his nature and his character. Christ is the blueprint, therefore it stands to reason that he is the example to follow and demonstrate and be exemplified as what we as sons are to do. We will reflect this out as a mirror image by first coming into agreement with the one who is the way. Do as he did. He was always forward looking, right, AJ? He was the original. He was the original. He was the original. He was the first. And he came to serve, to heal, to seek, and to save. So why? Because the Father is all about multiplication. He is all about multiplying, not just adding to, but about multiplying that exponential increase in every area. He is about an ever-growing, expanding, increasing for the glory and to the glory of Yahweh God. Everything about the Father is multifaceted. It is multifaceted. There is multiplication in that multifacetedness. Today, as we continue in this in this way of the way of the kingdom. Don't stop with what you hear me say today. I want you, I charge you with, I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous services. I encourage you and charge you to take what I say today and then don't stop there. I put the responsibility upon you. I put it upon you to then begin to search and to seek out what is it and how is it that the Father wants you to be the way of the kingdom. So I'm going to remind you the way It is a noun. It is the method and the characteristic, the behavior, the manner. It is a pathway, and it is a launching pad. It is a launching pad. Get your eyes off the ground and begin to look up. Set your sight forward and set your sight ahead. We build on what was behind. We build on the age that was behind. We build on what he has brought to us. We build on what has been taught to us. But we do not look behind. We look forward. It is a forward moving motion. Always, ever increasing. In Greek, the word for kingdom is basilia. Sounds a little familiar, right? Kingdom is a realm, and it is royalty. A basilia, in Greek, refers to the kingdom, the reign, and it refers to the reign and the authority of the Messiah. Whenever you see the word kingdom in the second new, second testament, whenever you see that word, it is always the Greek word basilia, and the definition of this word is the new order exemplified or demonstrated by the life of Yeshua the Christ. The kingdom, the way of the kingdom, the journey, who you are, who you exemplify and demonstrate in the earth, the way of the kingdom is the demonstration exemplified, demonstrated day in and day out, every word spoken, everywhere he looked, everything he heard, everything that took place within his heart, everything that he touched, everywhere that he walked demonstrated what we are to do. There is no confusion at this point. It is clear. It is a clear, clear image. And I'll tell you why in a minute. In the second Testament, the followers of Christ were actually referred to as the way they weren't referred to as Christians that came later. The followers of Christ, the ones that were beginning to learn about Christ and who he was and what he did and why he had been sent into the earth, those followers were called the way. In Acts, Paul, before he was Paul, thank you, Paul, he reconciles everything. The spirit of Paul brings reconciliation. If he found anyone who were of the way, whether men or women, that's what it says. 
the way, those people of the way, those people that were becoming Christ in the earth, becoming his hands and feet because he had already ascended back to the Father. They were learning who he was, what he was, where he was from, what he was about, what he spoke, what he brought, and they were taking that responsibility and they had a new vision. And let me tell you what's happening right now. The vision of 2020 is that inverted mirror image to see as Christ did. That is the vision of 2020. That is the vision to see it differently. That is the vision not to have to see it and flip it, but to see it and see it. You see it as it is. When we see people, we see them as they are, who they were created to be. You see them within them, that all spark, that Yahweh particle. You see them as they are, who Yahweh sent them in the earth to be. Because they were sent into the earth. They've forgotten. They've gone wayward. They've gotten distracted. It's our responsibility to begin to go out into this place, into this city, into this nation, into this demographic, and begin to release that way again. Release that way. Don't hold it bound. Don't hold it bound. A new way has opened. A new order. It is an order. It is a way in where the one where the airs reign over the atmosphere. Yeshua set the tone wherever he went. He was not controlled by what others did or what they thought. He had his eye, his vision focused. He had it set and he did not deviate. And so are you. You are called to this new way new to us. You are called to the way, not a way, the way, the way. There is the way and it is through the door of Jesus Christ. You are to lead. You are called. We have been prepared. We have been authorized. We have been equipped and we are now mandated to lead others, to lead humanity, to lead mankind, to lead the sons that don't know their sons yet. We are called to lead them to the way, to the door. He's the only way to Yahweh. He's the only way to the Father. No one can go to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one, not you, not me, not them, not they, can go to the Father except through him. We have to be the ones. We have to exude Christ. We have to demonstrate Christ. We have to reflect him out. This is heavy. This is heavy. When you are prepared, you are ready. You are ready. You are ready. You are ready. I'm not reminding you, you are ready and you know that you are ready. When you are ready, you are ready, you are prepared, and the day is prepared for you. The day is prepared for you. So think about that. If the day is prepared for you, doesn't it stand to reason that everyone and everything that you come into contact with in that day is prepared for you as well? So every person, every cashier, every waitress, every waiter, every attendant, every coworker, every family member, every stranger that you come into contact with has been prepared to come into contact with the way within you. With the kingdom within you. As we grow in our understanding and demonstrate the way of the kingdom, it affects generations as we help a region of people. You might come into contact with someone, maybe you don't want to talk to them. Maybe you do. You're going to. You're going to want to. That's where we're coming to. You're going to want to. It's going to burn within you. 
It's going to burn within you that you will not be able to rest. You will not be able to be still. You will not be able to be silent until, until, until you release. Until, and that doesn't always mean words. It doesn't always mean speaking. It can be an action. It's called to be an action. We're going to get there in a minute. But it's called to be an action. You are called to be an action. You are an action. You are an action that makes a thunderous sound. It's not just for that one that you see. It's not just for the one person you encounter. Maybe it's for their wife at home. Maybe it's for their husband at home. Maybe it's for their children. Maybe it's for their in-laws. Maybe it's for their mothers or fathers. a responsibility. Luke 4. Nope, not Luke 4. Isaiah. You guys don't have this one. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Emmanuel. His name will be called Counselor. His name will be called Wonderful. His name will be called Mighty. His name will be called Everlasting. His name will be called Prince of Peace. The next verse says, and of the increase of it, of the multiplication of it, of the exponential value of it, there is no end. Why is there no end? Because of you, because of you, because of you, because of you. There is no end because of you, because of you, because of you, because of you. You have a responsibility because of you. There is no end. It grows and it increases. It's never ending. It never will end. It never has end. It's not going to end. It can't end. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder. And his name, I was reading this and got distracted. Uh, His name, it's so good. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And like I said, the next verse says, and of the increase, it will never end. This has been in my spirit for several weeks now, that scripture. The government will be on his shoulders. The government will be on his shoulders. This is an access point. This is an access point for you to enter into. The government was upon his shoulders because the shoulders were considered a place of burden. It was considered a place of burden. It was where the weight sat. It was where the glory sat. It was where the kingship sat. It was where the anointing sat. It was where it flowed from because that was the place that carried the weight of it. But here's the thing. It's not a weight that's too heavy to carry. It's not a burden like, oh, I can't, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Wrong. That means you're out of alignment. But when you are in alignment, when your mind, when your body, when your spirit, when your soul are all within alignment, you're unstoppable. You're able to carry whatever he gives to you. You're able to release whatever he gives to you. If you're all crinkled up and hunched over and not able to do it because you're all curled up like this, how can you release anything? No, you stand up straight and tall because you've been enabled. You've been prepared and you've been authorized and you've been equipped and you've been mandated. You know who you are and you recognize that you are the way because he is the way. He resides within you and you are within his name. You're positioned in that yod, in that place, in that access point. You are within his name. He is within you. You have to access it. And here's the thing. Yeshua, we know, Yeshua knew who he was. He knew who he was. He knew he was the son of God. He knew he had been sent into the earth. He knew he had been called to redeem. 
He knew he had been called to save. He knew he had been called to reconcile man back to the Father. He knew he had been sent to do all these things, even unto death. And here's the thing. He was obedient. He was faithful. He was confident. He was sure. In all his ways, he acknowledged the Father. He did what he saw his Father doing. He never did what he didn't see his father doing. His eye was always focused on his father, on the glory of the father, on bringing that glory into the earth. He never got distracted, even unto the cross, even unto death, even unto the grave, even out of the grave unto resurrection, all the way back to the ascension. But it didn't stop there. He's still, even to this day, carrying that government, that anointing, that calling, that faithfulness, that belief, that sureness to bring mankind back to the Father. Every single individual from before to now to before ahead of us, into the future ahead of us. He's in the courtroom now making intercession on our behalf. In the courtroom, making intercession on our behalf, on your behalf, on their behalf. Making intercession for them. Standing against the accuser. All we do is come in, not all, but we come into agreement with him. Your voice, your life, your demonstration, your way comes into agreement with what he's saying. You're always where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there, doing what you should be doing. Because the government is on his shoulders, the scales are always balanced in your favor and in their favor. And here's the thing. Justice and righteousness reside on those scales. So that is part of the burden that he carries upon his shoulders. Well, we've learned about justice and righteousness. The father's justice is always coupled with grace to bring man to righteousness. That is the intent of his justice. His justice is to bring you, me, and them to righteousness. Until the whole earth is what? Filled with his glory. So last week, Steve spoke to us about assuming the burden of responsibility. The burden to seek and to save. This whole week, I felt a heaviness. I felt a weight. I felt that burden because I received. That's what we do is position ourselves to receive. You receive the mandate. You receive the word, the sound that has been released in the earth. You let it abide within you until it grows. And then, and then, and then, oh, and then. Let me tell you what happens when you receive that. Let me tell you what happens when you recognize that the burden is light. Let me tell you what happens when you recognize that the government is upon his shoulders. Therefore, it is upon your shoulders. You're reflecting it. Luke 4. Then Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. As was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath. And when he stood up to read, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And it wasn't a coincidence. Unrolling it, he found the place where it had been written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to release the oppressed. Imagine you're the one being called. Imagine you're the one being called, because you are. Imagine you're the one. The Father has come to you and says, I want you to go and not just tell the Jews. I want you to go tell the Gentiles too. I want you to call them my chosen, and the ones that don't even know that they are chosen. I want you to tell them of the freedom, and I want you to give to them out of the freedom. 
I want you to tell them there is a freedom. Be the abundance to the poor and liberate those who are in bondage. They don't even know you, they need it. Some are going to hate you for it. Most will not understand. And that is what he did for us. Well, now it's our turn. Now it's our turn. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed. That, ladies and men and children, is the breath of Isaiah. That is the breath of the Father being released into the earth. The day he opened that scroll was the day it was set into motion. The day that mystery was revealed and read by the one who was going to fulfill it is the day that that wheel was set into motion. That is the day that that wheel began to move. That is the day that he began to walk out that thing that he had been called to do. That doesn't mean he'd never done anything before that time, but that was the day this great way, the way of the kingdom was set into motion. Not only would he fulfill the scripture, not only would he do those things, he would also live it, demonstrate it, walk it, talk it. He would sit with everybody and talk to them about it. He would talk so that others could overhear that may not have been sitting at his table, but they were sitting at the table next to them. He was a demonstration everywhere with everyone and in everything that he did. He did this, and when he read it in the temple, he read it, and that became the day that the true temple was revealed. That became the day that the temple that we are was revealed because he began to demonstrate it. That is where the anointing flows. Luke 7. Hello, John. The disciples of John reported all these things to him. So... Jesus was out, and he was healing and helping and talking and preaching and releasing the captives and declaring liberty and preaching to the poor. As he was doing this, some of John's disciples saw him, and they went back to him and gave the report. And John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to the Lord, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? And when the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you saying, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? In that hour, one hour, in one hour, he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits. And on many who were blind, he bestowed bestowed sight. And he said to them, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news preached to them. Why did John ask that question? John didn't ask that question because he didn't know. He knew from the womb that Yeshua was the Christ. He knew from the womb that this was the Lord, this was the sent one, this was the son of God. When Mary and Elizabeth came together, their babies were still in their wombs and they knew. They knew within the womb and then they came into the earth and they fulfilled what they were called to do. When that womb opens up and that infant is delivered and that baby comes into the earth, the anointing is already there and when it's already there, they begin to flow in that from day one and you may not see it right away and you may not, people may not recognize it right away, but there will come a day when they open that scroll and they read it and they begin to declare and they are the ones that are sent to fulfill that word and to fulfill that thing and do it in the earth and bring Yahweh's glory into the earth through that way and they begin to walk it out. And it causes wonder and it causes awe. When we look at the father, when we see the things that Christ did, we should be filled with wonder. We should be filled with awe. We should be filled with awe and wonder. He didn't ask these things because he didn't know he knew very well. He baptized Christ and witnessed the heavens opening. He knew that Yeshua was the one, but his question, are you the one or should we simply look for another? What was his answer? He kept doing what he was doing. Rarely did he answer when someone would ask. 
when they would ask a question or a question like that. It wasn't very often. So, but what he would do was he would demonstrate. He wouldn't say, I'm going to preach to the poor. I'm going to declare liberty to the captives. I'm going to free the oppressed. I'm going to give sight to the blind. I'm going to restore the hearing to the ear. I'm going to heal the leper. I'm going to deliver the addict. I'm going to help the prostitute. I'm going to let them know who they are and help them see who they were created to be. He didn't answer that. He did it. He did it. He did it. He was an action. So he didn't answer John. He just kept doing what he was doing and then said, go back and tell him what you've seen. Give, the, give John the report that you've seen. And then he honored John. He honored John and who John was because he knew the heart of the question. He knew the heart of the question. Do you know that you're the one? Are you being the one? Do we have to look for another? He said, Nope, 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 with his hands and with his feet. Yeshua had no lack in any area. He had everything he needed at all times. He was not a poor man. As a matter of fact, he was quite wealthy. That statement that people will often say, I say it all the time, this is rich. When I hear something amazing, this is rich. When I get a new revelation, this is rich. I'm like, man, this is rich. I got to think on it for a minute. I really got, I got to meditate on this. That's right. I got to meditate on this. That means I got to sit and I got to be still and I got to be quiet. And I be with the father and I soak it in. I soak it in from my head to my feet. I let it soak in to my body and my soul and my spirit so that all of them are aligned with the word and the revelation that has come. So when you receive the mandate... When you receive and soak in that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon us. The spirit of the Lord is upon us. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. If you have received the mandate, the spirit of the Lord is upon you. When you receive the mandate, it's not too heavy. It's not too hard. He makes you able. Everything you need will be there exactly when you need to have it. And it's rich, which means you have the wealth of everything you need in that area. Wealth of abundance monetarily, wealth of food, wealth of anointing, wealth of wisdom, wealth of clarity, wealth of knowledge, wealth of counsel, wealth of might, wealth of the fear of the Lord. That's a really good one and important. A wealth of the spirit of the Lord. He covers you. He saturates you. It's everywhere. It's above you, below you, behind you, in front of you, around you. You're covered in it. You're covered. You're covered. You're covered. You're covered. You guys have everyone here. This house. This house has stood at attention and has said we will be the ones. Yeshua looked from the face of the Father into this house and recognized, identified, this is our reflection. These are a people that will do it. They will actually do it. And we're probably not the only ones. But in this house, I'm talking about this house. We are the ones. We will do it. He's called us to walk with him because he saw our hearts and that our hearts were willing and that we have set ourselves to be prepared and we have reached that maturity. This is a mature place. We are the Christ bearers, the ones who conform to the image of Christ. So how do we do all of that? We're called to be a reflection in this land. I've always viewed the reflection as something like this. Here's heaven. (laughs) Here I am. I'm going to reflect it back. Because I wanted heaven to look into the earth and I wanted it to see a son or daughter. 
but I wanted it to see a sun. When heaven looked into the earth, I wanted it to see its reflection. I wanted it to see a conduit that it could effectively flow into the earth. So I've always seen it like this. But let me tell you something. It's also like this. Because it happens within. So if Yeshua, he saw people exactly the way they were created to be. He saw them the way the father saw them. When the father looks down and he sees that drug addict, he sees what they're doing. He knows what they're doing. He's, I think he's pretty smart. He knows what he's, he knows what they're doing. You can't hide it. But when he looks at them, he says, that's my son. That's my daughter. Like that's my son. That's my daughter. That's mine. That's mine. And I sent them and I have a purpose they need to fulfill. Who will be the one? Who will be the one to go to them? Who will be the one to declare the liberty and the freedom? Who will be the one? Who? Who? I said me. I said me. Because I remember We remember that we said, send me, I'll go. We just have to help them remember. We just have to help them remember. They need to remember who they are. And when they do, they're going to run with us. They're going to run with us. Right now, they might not be able to walk, and that's what Yeshua healed. He healed the lame so that they could walk, so that eventually they could run. That is why. That's the why. That's the reason. He's looking for those that will be his reflection in the earth. So I always saw the reflection as this. You know, here it is, and I'm going to reflect it back. And I do. You do reflect it that way, but you also reflect it this way. So let me tell you what happens. When it is, you begin to not have to flip it anymore. Oftentimes in this house, so that those that might not understand what I mean by that is, you know, we'll, we'll say, oh, man, I see that. And I know I'm not quite seeing it right. I'm not quite seeing it accurately, but I'm going to flip it. Because you just might be looking at it kind of from the wrong angle. So I'm going to flip it. And then you see it correctly. You realize in that moment, you're seeing it the way the Father sees it when you flip it. Flipping's done. Flipping's done. It is time to see it the way he sees it The first time. When I look at you, I see you. I see that Yahweh particle in you. I see that all spark within you ready to get loud, ready to release its voice. I see that within you ready to come out and to be released. And I'll be the one to help. I'll be the one to tell you the truth. I'll be the one. You'll be the one. We'll be the one. So when it's already flipped within you, no more having to flip your perspective because it's not right within you yet. Once it's right within you on the inside, and that is a line, that spirit of the Lord has brought everything into alignment on the inside, it's already flipped within you to the natural eye. To the spirit eye, it's exactly the way it's supposed to be because when it reflects out When that person, that person that needs the healing, that person that needs the help, that person that needs the food, that person that needs recovery, that person that needs life, that person that's in darkness and needs the light, when they look into your eyes, those windows to the soul, when they look in there, they see the eyes of the Father. They see the eyes of Yeshua. They see the Christ within you looking back at them and identifying within them the Christ within them, the Yahweh particle within them. That is the breath. That is the breath of life. That is the breath and where it begins. We have to understand that we were in his image. His heart was to do, Yeshua's heart was to do what he saw his father doing. He saw people from the beginning as who they were. He knew what was in their heart. And he made that connection with who Yahweh called them to be. That's how you do it. 
And every situation is going to be different. And you're probably going to do it different than me. And I'm going to do it different than you. And that's okay because the day has been prepared for you. The people you come into contact with have been prepared for you. Shaviv is going to encounter people that I am not. They have been prepared to encounter her, not me. Karen Hoffman is going to encounter people I am not. And she's going to speak to them probably in a different way than I might. But that's okay because it's been prepared for her. It's been prepared for you. Whether you're doing hair, whether you're waiting tables, whether you're talking on the phone, you don't have to say to every person, do you know Jesus Christ today? You don't have to. You know why? They just encountered Jesus Christ within you. You don't have to go out and say it. They just encountered the very image, the very essence of who he is by encountering you. Yeshua looked at humanity from the face of the Father. He kept his eyes on the Father. We have been called to look at the faces of Yahweh, and you become what you behold. So if you are looking at the face of the Father and you keep your eyes focused there, you are then able to look from his face, and you will see as he sees. You're going to bring them into the way of fully knowing and being fully known. So many times the the people that need the most help, they're in the darkest places. And they're in the darkest places and they're hiding. They're hiding because it's, you know, it's, oh, I'm doing something wrong. I'm doing something bad. Whatever. Whatever the reason might be. But they're hiding. You are the illumination that is going to come and set them free by being who you are because of the Christ anointing, the spirit of the Lord anointing within you. Second Corinthians three, we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror, the glory of Yahweh are transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as the spirit of the Lord. That's what some of the versions actually say of that verse. That's actually the American standard version. As we continue in the way we move, we move further in, we continue to discover and uncover the innermost parts of And it is allowing us to reflect a clearer and more distinct, meaning it can't be confused with anything else, image of Christ and what the kingdom is. Darkness is only dark until the light arrives. Not long ago, my family was able to go on a trip um, up to the mountains, and and we decided to go to Ruby Falls. And when we were there, um, you know, you book the little tour and you get in like a group of 20 and they take you through and it's about an hour long thing. Really cool. Never, none of us had ever been there. Um, but what was really neat was as the guy was talking, but I wasn't really listening to him because I was, <laughs> because I, he did a great job, but as I was, I just wasn't listening to what he was saying. But as I was walking, I always, I look for the father everywhere, everywhere, literally everywhere everywhere, in everything. A blade of grass, yes. I will look for Yahweh in that blade of grass if that is what he tells me to look at. Um, But so we go on this tour and we're going through the mountain and as we were going into the heart of the mountain and I realized it was an earthly demonstration of the mountain of Yahweh. And as I was walking in, everything was illuminated. The path was illuminated. He was, I did hear him say this. He said that there were other pathways. There were, he told us how many miles or whatever of pathways there were within the mountain that had been uncovered and excavated. And it was a good bit, but these were the ones that, that, you know, we could walk on for this tour. But anyway, my point is that these pathways that we were called to, that we were walking upon were illuminated. And it was because someone, and I saw it as Yeshua. I saw it as him being the one that had illuminated that pathway. This is the way, walk in it. This is the way, walk in it. And you are going to do that very same thing for some of the people in this city. 
That is what is happening. It's not a talk about it. It's a doing it. When you, when everyone stood here and they brought all the food last week and all the things and all the toiletries and all the supplies, and then they came down here and they stood and they declared, you declared, you declared, you didn't say the exact words, but your spirit declared it. The spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me and I will do it. I will do it. You declared that. You said, I will do this. That was a seed sown. That was a seed sown. It's not done. It's a responsibility and it's a call to action. And it's not something that someone that's lazy can do it. That's nobody in here. Everyone in here, you are the hardest working, most dedicated, most faithful people on the face of the planet. And I mean that. You guys will serve and we will do and we will walk and we will worship and we will minister and we will release. We will do whatever needs to be done because we have the heart of the Father. That is who you are. That is who you are. You are those people. You are those ones. You are the ones that Yeshua has called to walk with him. And that is why. That is who you are. Mm. So when they come, what are we going to do? We're going to meet them with peace. We're going to meet them with hope. We're going to meet them with compassion. We're going to meet them with the spirit of help. What is the help? Is the help to feed them for a day? No. The help is maybe feed them for a day and then teach them how. To bring them into this glory until they are walking in the same abundance that we are. That is what we're going to do. That is how you're going to do it. That is how you're that mirror image, that reflection. I'm never probably going to lay hands on somebody and spit in their eye the exact way that Yeshua did. I mean, I guess if he told me to, but I don't think that's going to happen. So you're all safe. Um, but, But there will be a day that I will speak something to someone and the scales will fall off. There will be a day that I release a sound and it causes the shackles to break. There will be a day. There will be a day that I release life into the dying man. There will be a day that I grab the hands of the cripple and I pull them up to walk because I'm walking with them. There will be a day. This age of discovery is not over. I never dreamed that the gospel of Jesus Christ could be so deep. There is a depth to this that I never saw before. And whenever that happens, you're like, oh, well, of course. Like, why didn't I see that? But you look at it from where you are in that moment. And that's okay. But in this place of maturity, we have been called in, into those innermost parts. Illuminate the path behind you. Be that light. Be that light. Carry that burden on your shoulders. Assume that responsibility. Be the burden of light. That's a burden. That just means it's a responsibility. It's not something you can't do. You can do this. The spirit of the Lord is upon you because he has anointed you. You, the oil, you, everybody stand, please. Everyone stand, everyone stand. Everyone stand. It's a call to attention. It's a call to align with the visionary and the vision of the house. It's a call. It's a charge. It's a mandate. It's a responsibility. It's a burden. It's the government that is coming. And it's a good one. Not coming. It's here. It's here. It is here within you, within me. You, the oil and the new wine. You, the oil of healing and the new wine to drink. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. 
Go tell the good news to the poor because they were not created to be poor. Poor in spirit, poor in funds, poor in whatever. They were not created to be poor. Go proclaim liberty, freedom to the captives, the ones in bondage, because they were not meant to be in bondage. They were not meant to be captive. They were not meant to be held in that place for the rest of their life. There is an answer. There is a key. There is the way of the kingdom and you are it. Go declare recovery of sight to the blind because they were meant to see the greatness and glory of Yahweh in his kingdom in the earth. They were meant to see it so that they could become it. Go release the oppressed and those within the prisons who are bound. Go heal the brokenhearted. Go heal the brokenhearted. Go heal the brokenhearted so they are whole. So they are whole. So that we don't have people in our city who are bits and pieces. They are whole. They are whole. They're not trying to numb it in a bottle or numb it with a needle. They are whole. They are whole. They are whole. Demonstrate how to find the answer within, within Christ. Within Christ. Within Holy Spirit. So I say to you, Rock of Central Florida, are you the one or do we look for another? Are you the one or do we look for another? Heaven's always looking for a positive response. Are you the one or do we look for another? I can't answer for you. I can answer for me. Are you the one or do we look for another? I can confidently say, you are the one. You are the one. Be the one they don't have to look for another. Be the one that when they encounter you, they never have to look again. Be the one that sees. Be the one that sees them so that they see the Father. Be the one that sees so that they see the Christ. Be the one that sees them. Be the one that hears them. Be the one that doesn't look away. Be the one that recognizes. Be the one that's then willing to say, I will help. I will do. Whatever that is to you, whatever it is Holy Spirit speaks to you, I don't want to pretend to tell you to go out and do X, Y, and Z. That, that's not my job, but my job is to encourage you, and my job is to tell you that you're well able. You are well able because the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. It is upon you, every single one of you, and you are called to reflect his glory You are called to be his glory in the earth. That is who you are. That is who we are as a house. Be that demonstration. Hallelujah. Bless you guys.